The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined, as always, by Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Geary. Matt Morgan will be coming along a little bit later in the show. And tonight we're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw, the night after Survivor Series, uh, November 21st, 2016. A lot of news tonight. Goldberg is going to be in the Royal Rumble. We had a championship match for the WWE Universal Championship between Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Talk about everything that went down there. Also had a championship match between Shisaro and The New Day uh interesting interesting episode tonight a lot to dive into but first just want to let everyone know that this episode of the wrestling inc podcast is brought to you by wwe slam crate powered by loot crate tag into a bi-monthly box for the wwe universe loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles plus apparel that you can't get anywhere else save three dollars off your first box at lootcratecom slash wrestling inc when you sign up and use the coupon code wrestling inc that's lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. Raj, good to see you. What did you think of tonight? Uh, the big news first off that Goldberg is going to be in the Royal Rumble and labeled this that he's got another title run in him that starts there. Yeah, no, I thought I thought that was great. Um, you know, you ride that momentum. He's he's got a lot of steam right now. He feels like uh the big he just feels like the biggest star in the company right now. Um, he just feels special when he's out there. So uh, I think that's great that uh, that they were able to come to terms and, and get him to to, uh, you know, do more. It's it's unclear exactly what that means. Like, is this just through WrestleMania or is it is it longer? But uh, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's fantastic. Well, I'll tell you, the first thing I was thinking, given that last night, the outcome of his match with Brock Lesnar and him essentially squashing Brock in classic Goldberg style in uh, around a minute, do you feel like he's going to, you know, maybe Brock will also be in the Rumble and that we'll see a little, maybe a mini rematch there? Or do you think that they're going to get a title on Brock? So that will be the championship match that Goldberg ultimately faces at the end of this journey. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see them doing that, but, uh, again, I would think, uh, 
I think Lesnar has to win. So, you know, if Lesnar wins the title match, and I, I wouldn't think that Goldberg wins the Rumble. Um, but then again, they already did the angle. You know, they did the, that in 2004 where, uh, where Lesnar interfered in the Royal Rumble, costing Goldberg the Rumble. And then, you know, uh, Goldberg got his revenge the next month. So I don't know if they do that exact same thing, uh, <laughs> but it, it makes sense. To, it You know, that same angle would make sense here. But um, why don't we uh, kind of come back to it once Matt jumps yeah, on as absolutely. far as Goldberg. He should be on any minute now, and, uh, and we can kind of go through the rest. Yeah, no, I'm <clears> sure he'll have some additional insight. So let's talk about uh, Cesaro and Sheamus versus The New Day. Now, with this, so they were putting over so much the fact that The New Day is close to beating Demolition's record that I was like, they're almost mentioning this to the point where I think tonight's going to be the night and New Day is going to lose it. But uh, nope, nope, New Day is going to continue on as champions. At, th- at this point, they're just they're breaking the record, right? They're not going to get to like a day before and then fall short, right? I would think so. But then they're putting him in a title match again next week. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with New Day because they have him lose every week. They jo- jobbed him out pretty hard at Survivor Series. And then uh, here tonight, you know, they're... They, wrestle like total heels and, and yeah and basically used heel moves to win the match so it's like they can't win a match uh that's a non-title match and when they do uh it's it's by cheating and they're like the top you know one of the top merch sellers for kids so there's a big disconnect there so i don't i'm not sure what's going on with that but uh uh that being said that i thought that match was really good yeah, I thought it was definitely solid. I thought uh, Sheamus and Cesaro, you know, are it, it's gone on long enough now that it's working for me. Um, they're still not, they're still playing the the odd couple dynamic, which I think works in their favor as far as storytelling. But uh, I don't know. Uh, with New Day, I feel like okay, maybe they just run through everyone one last time. They tie the record. Uh, someone on on uh, Reddit actually in the comments pointed out that the day they will tie the record is not the day of like a a pay-per-view it's not a sunday or monday essentially so they're going to they're not going to just be able to tie it on the nose they're essentially going to have to surpass it but maybe they get this one last run of dominance cheating to win whatever and uh then hopefully hopefully drop it so we can get some fresh storytelling in the tag division yeah yeah I, i wonder if they are turning new day heel too you know that could always you know maybe they feel like new day is getting stale as baby faces and uh and they're turning them heel Hey, there he is. Hey, guys, can you hear me? We hear you loud and clear. You can hear us? Yeah, yeah, continue. I apologize. I've been watching. No, so we're just talking about New Day uh, versus Cesaro and Sheamus, but I really want to get your input, Matt, on what do you think about Goldberg's announcement tonight about being in the Rumble and this being uh, one last title run? Um, An easy match for him. Rumble matches are very easy. Um, Kevin Nash was able to come back after a very extended period of time off, a bigger guy with some knee problems. Mm-hmm. You know, he's able to come, Goldberg's going to come in, at, you know, the Royal Rumble spots. We all get it. Even someone like me, you know, when I first started and I was a rookie, you get to come in, you get your shine where you just hit, you hit your comeback, you baby, you blow, you basically blow a baby face comeback. Uh, if you're a bigger guy on uh, a bunch of guys feeding you and that's, what's going to happen to Goldberg. He's going to be fed a bunch of people and he's going to spear the living crap out of everybody. Um, He's not winning it. No way. Brock's going to come out and screw him over somehow. Um, and that will set up a match down the road. My, you know, we, we had dis- we had mentioned that earlier, but they did that same exact thing in 2002. That's how they set it up. Yeah. You, you think they'd do that again? Just go with that same exact angle where, where Lesnar uh, screws Goldberg out of the rumble? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I, I do. Yeah. 
Yeah, at this point, it's not even like repeating yourself or ripping off. It's seen as like a retro throwback, you know, to repeat a story yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel old to me. Yeah, and and yeah. so many people don't remember that that it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so, what did you think, Matt? Tonight, uh, New Day with the, with like their I think this was their most overt heel win that they've had, uh, at least in my recent memory. I mean, do you think they're going to tie the record and then then drop the title? Um. I think they'll definitely top the record, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. You think that you think they're turning them heel? <sighs> they don't need. Do they really need heels? I mean, you got to look at the roster. Is there a tag team that that that's bordering borderline babyface that could be switching with it? I mean, you, they could do Enzo and Cass, but the way they you know been jobbing Enzo out and making them look like nothing lately. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's the that's the way they're headed. Yeah, I, I just don't see any other tag team that they could flip flop. That's a heel that could be borderline babyface. You know what I mean? That that's the way they look at these things, especially coming near uh, when they start setting up for Mania. They literally line up the roster. I used to see Jim Ross do this. He literally line up the roster of all babyfaces, all heels on a sheet of paper, and um, we'll go over them and see if they're even or not, and make them even um, going into Mania. Um, so. I don't see them doing that with three guys and then not having another three guys that are heels to replace them. Because what other babyface tag teams are there? I mean, Cesaro and Seamus, who else? Our truth and Goldust. <laughs> they don't count, but great chance for Goldust. And as he's he's in great shape, by the way. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. I, I think uh, in terms of with New Day, I think I think they can they can balance it probably better than just about anyone else in terms of being likable while still doing those heel like tactics. I mean, I almost think of it, and I don't make this comparison. Um, you know, it'd be easy to say uh, based on a racial dynamic, but I think about like the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, uh, as a team that does a lot of tricks, a lot of uh, shenanigans to win, but they're still faces. And I think New Day could could embody that same spirit. Most of your analogies are a really big reach for me. Uh, Glenn, but this one's pretty spot on. Seriously, I agree with that. Yeah. So I think that's how New Day does it in Stay's Faces. You know, it's just they become a little more maybe showy and flashy with it. And tonight, actually, that's what it reminded me of with the way Xavier blew the horn right in the ref's face. It reminded me very much uh, of like a Harlem Globetrotters tactic. So, you know, we'll see. They make them too much money. That's the other thing yeah. you need to really remember here. They're kind of like the tag team version of John Cena. You know what I mean? They're, 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 they're such a cash cow in March. And, and and things like that you know the kid being kid friendly you know even though they're cheating they're still kid friendly the colors their entrance they're entertaining there's too much of a package to turn heel altogether. yeah yeah no i think i think think that's the way they could do it going forward but it's interesting with gallo and anderson gallows and anderson facing them next week for a title match um just because one of feels like we've seen that so much and i think gallows and anderson have to get a win at some point over them uh in a title situation right i mean this is what this is going to be what they're uh I've, I've lost count but they've had quite a few shots yeah. at the titles and it seems yeah. weird just to keep having the same thing replay again and again so you, you know you know it's annoying too like uh gallows and anderson just beat new day like what two weeks ago three weeks yeah. ago and they don't even mention it you know <laughs> like if you're beating your champs at least use that as part of the storyline you know mention that these guys have you know have a victory over the new day and, and they're getting a title shot next week Seriously. Yeah. But, um, anyway, uh, but, you know, to your point, uh, they could get the win and not win the title, you know, by count out or DQ. And, and then it goes to the pay-per-view because it, it seems odd that, you know, they're throwing all these title matches real quick on TV when, you know, when you still got 
several weeks to go before they're close to beating it. What's the next pay-per-view? Uh, for Raw, it's Roadblock. Okay. That's what, three weeks? Uh, December 18th, so a little under a month, I yeah. think. Is it December 18th? Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, December 18th. Um, so, yeah, we've got a little while still for that. And then, of course, TLC is coming up for SmackDown mm. a week from Sunday, which is crazy that that's already here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I have to say uh, it, w- it was interesting tonight just seeing uh, sort of the build up with everything. I thought they did a lot of really interesting storytelling tonight. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was an entertaining show overall. Um, to me, this did not feel like a raw that necessarily dragged, although I thought certain segments mm-hmm. certainly did. But I thought they had some pretty good use of backstage segments, uh, uh, of which I what did you guys think of uh, the the way they set up the angle with Enzo and then doing the pixelation and everything? I feel like it's been a while since we've seen something that overt. I, I kept watching uh, Lana. I yeah. kept watching her reaction to it, and uh, she did a good job. She was pretty funny, and she broke kayfabe a little bit toward the end when Russo was dragging her off. Uh, she was shoot laughing. Um, it was pretty funny. I thought it was a pretty funny the altogether little skit or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'd rather they reversed Lana and, and Enzo in those roles, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> it was uh, – it was good. You know, I, I mean, it was a different way to set up a match. I, uh, it, it definitely seemed out of place in this PG <laughs> era. But, uh, yeah. but you know, Enzo, Enzo was good in it. Uh, yep. But, yeah, uh, you know, then it, you know, what it led to was, was kind of odd. It, oh, it, a total it, random match. Totally random match. Rusev, is he – how tall? Do we know how tall Rusev is? Look it up. Because there was a shot there where I swear to you, he couldn't have been maybe more than two inches taller than Enzo in one of those shots. And as a big guy, WWE is very protective on, on their angles with cameras. They always shoot up at us to make us look taller than we really are, the bigger guys. Um, they need to be should make sure they're doing that with Rusev because he looked very average height-wise, uh, like not even more than two inches taller in some of those shots. Uh, well, how are they doing this? That's because uh, Rusev is six feet tall, even, and Enzo is 5'11". There you go. I didn't know that. Okay. Wow, that shows you how big Rusev works. I thought he's like six, maybe at least 6'2", six 6'4". Six uh, and Enzo, I think, I, I didn't realize he was that tall. I thought he was shorter. Yeah. I think maybe because he's always next to big cast, he just feels shorter. Remember, it's wrestling. They add an extra, you know what I mean? I'm not really shoot seven feet tall, you know. I'm 6'11". Right. Um, but that's what they do. I bet you he's 5'9 and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah and enzo had his hair down tonight so you know he didn't even get that added advantage of uh of uh the pompadour right uh so yeah i thought uh that was that was a solid comedy bit we'll talk about that match in a second uh, what did you think about how they handled that segment with mick and stephanie you know essentially saying there were no consequences or repercussions for the the raw men's team that lost but essentially you know having mick treat it like it was this huge punishment for sammy to face braun again when we've seen that match before yeah, I thought that was stupid that you'd punish Sammy and not, you know, not the Raw team, you know, and and uh, and you know Seth using the, li- I mean, uh, Kevin Owens using the list, and so you know Rollins lost the match and he's getting a WWE title shot, and <laughs> you know, and Sammy lost, and you know this is his quote unquote punishment, but yeah, like you were saying, they were they were kind of feuding anyway, so it just seemed like a, yeah. it just seemed weird. It's and Mick Foley going along with Stephanie, it, I just think he's just gone down so many pegs as a character because of this alliance with stephanie yeah and this was just another example of it 
I went back and I watched the State of the Union, uh, ad- whatever you want to call it, State of WWE address thing. Again, I watched it two more times. Raj, you, actually, I, I apologize. You were right. Mick Foley was not going anywhere with anything he was saying. He <laughs> literally was sucking Stephanie McMahon's you-know-what on TV. It couldn't have gotten any worse. Like, it was bad. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I missed it the first time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they're just, they're just killing him. It is brutal. I feel like with Mick, tone and sentiment are there in whatever he's saying, but the content of what he's saying is what's lacking. You know, I feel like he's hitting the right tone of voice. You can feel that he treats everything, even like with Sammy, like, oh, you know, I'm really like he feels it, but then what he says doesn't quite live up or match, you know, the weight of how he's conveying it. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like maybe he's not memorizing, you know, the the exact script or they're just not giving him good lines. It just comes across as her lackey. And yes. Stephanie McMahon is so unlikable with fans as it is that to be her lackey, it just doesn't help. Like Daniel Bryan doesn't come across as Shane McMahon's lackey, you know? No. So I think, that, I think that just hurts him. I thought, I thought the segment, you know, I thought this was a very good show, but this was one of the things I thought kind of stood out. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was weird, uh, that, that angle. Where, hey, we're going to punish you by putting you back into the feud that you were you know already started um yeah it was uh something else <laughs> um so with with that uh in mind what was next let's see part of me i'm having a little freeze oh uh we had uh yeah this this was interesting uh cedric alexander versus aria davari um wh- what did you think of that matt of, of that cruiserweight match i liked it um, I like that. I like that Davari had a little bit of time to talk, you know, get his character over. Um, again, any we guys, we, we, we need to remember, we called this division out from day one that we were concerned about not having characters, right? Yeah. And I know now we're in a state where, you know, what kind of screw the characters. We want to see some flip-flop and flying. We want to see some entertainment. We want to see some excitement in the ring that makes this division different. We need to have a marriage of both. And I thought we got that in that match. I agree with you. I do think we need a marriage of both, but I thought it's just Arya Davari's, you know, I think he's good in the ring. I, I'm, I'm glad to see him on the main roster, but I just think that gimmick just feels so outdated. You know, it just feels like he's just inherited it from his brother his and brother. he's doing the same exact thing as opposed to doing something different. You know, WWE, they, <clears throat> you know, if you look Middle Eastern, because Sami Zayn's Middle Eastern, you know, he's half Syrian. And since he doesn't look it, he doesn't get a stereotypical <laughs> right. gimmick. But, yeah. you know, with, if you look at you're you're kind of pegged in with the you know like two gimmicks that you can get so um <laughs> where do you raj where do you because for the kids the little kids this is sad but i hate to say it like don't they think that way you know of that nationality you know don't, they, we don't we want something new we want something that's updated the smart mark the fans that's our age adults that are our age i'm guessing um but like what about like the teenagers and kids and, and younger that they're trying to hit i almost think that that's more of a reason you shouldn't do it you know because, because you teaching. do yeah you know you are influencing kids so Good point. Uh, and it's such a hot topic right now with politically and i think yeah. you just saw the crowd didn't respond to davari's promo and i think it's just one of those things it's it's uh people are divided after the election and this just kind of brings you know, some of those topics to the forefront. And when you watch wrestling, you kind of want to get away from it. Good point. Yeah. But it's not even current though. I mean, you know, the, when you think about, you know, America and Islamophobia, it's like, it's not guys that look like the iron Sheik 
circa 83 that people have an issue with right now. If you know? Listen, guys, if they're going to take from, from his brother, then take from the original incarnation of that original character. If you remember him and Mark Mang or Muhammad Hassan, they were wearing, they were well-dressed wearing suits. Yeah. They weren't wearing, you know, the gimmicks on their heads yet. They, they weren't doing all that stuff. They, they, they were, they were supposed to be an updated version, saying, "Look, I went to school with you. You know, I've been here in this. I was born here in the states. You know, my parents weren't, but I was. I speak perfect English, and yet I get treated like blah 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 blah. Like that's new. That's that's still new and current. That still happens to to that nationality here in the states. They still get treated that way. So that is why not? If you're going to take anything from his brother, take that part of it. Not when they made his brother a cartoon character. Yeah, or just make him a baby face and just have him not have his ethnicity be part of his gimmick, you know? I mean, I know they can't do that in WWE, but <laughs> yes, try it out, can't. you know? <laughs> they can't. Um, they can't. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very weird. And I wonder, I mean, a lot of that, it's, you know, I think all I get is pinned on Vince McMahon. People always like to be like, oh, well, that's how he sees things. But it's got to, I mean, it can't just be one person. Like, that is a systemic issue in creative. If, of you know, it's got to be multiple people that don't say like, hey, you think maybe we shouldn't do that this time? You know, it's not like Vince <laughs> going, no, it's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's got to be a couple people, right, that are on this page because no one is talking anyone down. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just thought it's, I don't know, I, look, I, in general, I think that, you know, you, I've talked about before, I think it's just, it's the cheapest form of heat to try and, uh, you know, just uh, diss someone's country. And that was weird to do in Canada. It was strange, you know, it was, they didn't even do it in America. So I think it was just square peg round hole on so many levels with that angle tonight. But the match itself, I thought was good. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about the high, highlight reel and what they did with Owens and Jericho. Um I, you know, I really thought I'm first one to admit, I was like, oh, they're setting this up. We're finally going to see the feud. And then they, they swerved it at the end with the punchline. Uh, Matt, what did what, you think of the segment? I liked it. I liked it. You know, I thought it hit exactly what it needed to hit. You know, nothing. Yeah. 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 Too crazy. I thought, I thought it was really good. I, I mean, you, I, I saw it coming. I thought they were going to say Seth Rollins, not Roman Reigns. But uh, Roman Reigns was literally a punchline tonight. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I thought they did it perfectly. I, yeah, I mean, these guys have such great chemistry. Uh, the the thing that I thought, uh, you know, people are going to get on me for being negative, but uh, at the end, you know, Rollins and Reigns are just buddies again. You know, <laughs> like they didn't, they haven't really done anything to take them that direction. They're just now they're just there, and uh, I feel like that's it's kind of a big deal. Like you could have made that more of a storyline. And done more to get them to get them there, as opposed to hey, here they are, here they are, and and they're best buds again. Yeah, I thought it was more circumstances. You know, like the circumstances have, have had them align again because I do think you know they'll be back to feuding, you know, in a couple of weeks, depending on uh, how storylines play out. But I thought that was interesting. But I, I like that they're keeping Jericho and uh, Owens together for the time being, and I thought that was a really good segment. Uh, you know, one thing, uh, this great segue here with how great Chris Jericho looked. Uh, it's a great time to talk about DDPY. Now, uh, you know, Diamond Dallas Page is, with DDP Yoga has been changing countless lives, and many of the past and current roster have benefited immensely from it. Guys like Chris Jericho, Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, and Mick Foley. And if you've been thinking about taking control of your own health and fitness as we head towards the new year, they're having their biggest sale ever, their Black Friday sale, and it actually kicks off this Tuesday, 
just in time for your holiday shopping needs. This year, he decided not only to make it the biggest DDPY sale he's ever offered, but Diamond Dallas Page has created one of the craziest Black Friday videos that we have ever seen here at Wrestling Inc. And they convinced Jake the Snake Roberts to be hoisted up in the air in front of a green screen. We'll have it on the site this Wednesday. If you're a fan of It's a Wonderful Life, you can't miss this. So for a limited time, I want to tell you that you can get DDPY DVDs for 25% off plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Or if you're into digital only, you can get just the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off. And the cool thing about their app is that you can do more than just track your yoga. You can also connect it to a Bluetooth heart rate monitor, track your calories and heart rate, whether you're at the gym, on your DDP yoga mat, or even while you're out mowing the lawn. All the fitness tracking features, including pain tracking measurements, progress photos, and more are completely free in the app. Oh, and you can also get 25% off all DDPY swag. That's t-shirts, hats, mats, heart monitors, and autographs from Diamond Dallas Page. So if you've been on the fence about starting DDPY, this is the best time to get on board. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Stop procrastinating and get started now with DDP Yoga, and we thank them for sponsoring the show. Um... So Rusev versus Enzo, the match itself. Again, you know, I, I think the comedy of, the, of, of it was certainly on point. Uh, so two questions for you, Matt. One, I mean, do you think they even made it remotely credible that, that Enzo wasn't going to get squashed? And do, do you think they're going to continue this from here with maybe Cass and Rusev next week? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think I, who, who knows where those two are going? You yeah. know, some weeks they're going with like, you know, Cass is going to be a singles act that they're looking to build, and then other times they're a tag team again. Um, it, it's a tough spot for them, actually, because they are so entertaining. Uh, Enzo is so friggin' entertaining. Um, but uh, they're doing, they're also hurting them in so many other ways. I mean, I don't have time to get into the stupid Christmas commercials, stupid stuff like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, everybody could see what was going to happen with this match. Yeah, I mean, it's. It- I mean, you knew it was going to happen. They're basically Enzo's becoming the setup guy for Big Cass. So, you know, Enzo gets destroyed, Big Cass gets in that mm-hmm. view. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, Rusev really doesn't have anything else right now with Roman Reigns, you know, kind of in the Owens-Jericho feud now. So, um, and yeah, I mean, it's something for them to do. And, and, and they've, they've been wrestling at live events, you know, in the UK tour when Roman Reigns had to, had to leave. So, um yeah, I think that's the next program. But you know, I I didn't think you needed to squash him that bad. You know, it was like it was like it was Brock Lesnar in there. But um, but yeah, it was uh, it was short and short and quick. Well, I think that's the issue with an Enzo singles match. I mean, a single match, singles match always kind of becomes that. I mean, with the tag match, and that's their entire gimmick in the ring is that Enzo takes the beating and they get the hot tag. Cass comes in and saves the day just by, uh, you know, stampeding everyone. Um, but yeah, I, I thought uh, it was adequate length, uh, but never in it for a moment. I mean, if Enzo would have won, that would have just upended all things I consider to be real and truthful in this universe um, as far as the way the world works. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Cass versus Rusev, that, I think that'll be a solid, solid program. You know, I mean, certainly it'll get by a couple of weeks if Roman uh, is going to be doing something else with assisting Seth. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure next week we'll see the Jericho Owens tag team against Reigns and, uh, and Rollins. So yeah, I think it makes sense to give Rusev something to do well, for the time being. Actually, we'll get into this later. I, I almost wonder if this means like, Jer- you know, Jericho's gone, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get into it. <clears throat> I don't think he's ever leaving now. I think he just likes to keep <laughs> it going on about how he's month to month and it's temporary. Just so we're all surprised when he keeps sticking around. Yeah. Could you know? be. 
what's interesting because i mean how many times do you have people come back unless it's a lesnar or goldberg or someone like that do you have someone come back and keep talking about publicly like oh i'm just on a month-to-month thing this is just you know normally you don't express that so overtly so i think he's just trying to misdirect us at this point um but uh yes now i know i know you said they they don't matter at all matt but uh, tonight, the Golden Truth versus uh, Gallows and Anderson. I mean, aside from Gold Dust looking mm-hmm. jacked, and that is entirely thanks to DDP Yoga that he that he uh, Dustin Reynolds credits for getting him in that kind of shape. Aside from Gold Dust uh, looking great, I mean, did the match do anything for you? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. Raj, a counterpoint was it same, the match of the same night? Thing. I think uh, no one. Gallows and Anderson have been uh, you know diminished so much that uh, yeah. You know, they just don't feel like anything special anymore. But, you know, it, 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 I didn't think it was bad either. It, it was, no, it was, it good was fine. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. good for what it was. But here's the crazy part that they actually labeled. I mean, they, they actually went into that saying this is the number one contenders match. Because it's like, like Enzo versus Rusev. I mean, who in their wildest dreams, even seven-year-old children watching their first wrestling program ever went, oh, well, those guys aren't winning. You know, yeah. I mean, there's just no no credibility in setting up stakes for something that is so obvious, you know, and I would love to be proven wrong with some sort of swerve to make it interesting. But that would seem to their victory seemed like a foregone conclusion. Now, I will say uh, Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn. I thought this was an interesting angle because Sami did not get demolished like this last time. Uh, Matt, what did, what did you think of, the, of this match uh, and letting Braun sort of dominate Zayn so much? I know you guys don't believe this, but I still think there's something for Zayn. I do. It might not be on Raw. It might be on SmackDown. But um, I don't think him getting squashed like this is any indication on how they feel about him. I know what you saw may say differently, but I think it more has to do with Braun. They needed to follow up big with him this week because he, how they treated him last night at the pay-per-view. You know, They made him look like a monster, and they needed to follow through tonight, and they did. Bye bye. They needed to feed him somebody, and that's you know with with these de- depleted rosters. Unfortunately, it had to be Zane. There is a semi storyline between the two. It made sense. Um, it, it it doesn't hurt Zane. I just don't think it does at this point. It doesn't help him. That's for damn sure. But I also think it helps him get to SmackDown somehow. Yeah, Sammy was destroyed. Like he was uh, he was complaining about network royalties on Twitter or something. You know, like <laughs> you know, like WWE was. You know, like how they did with JTG and Ryback. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they. Did, I mean, they. You, you don't see a squash like this often, where you know the ref, you know they just end it. Um, but I thought it did the job as far as getting Braun over and, and looking like a monster, and he really stood out. And I mm-hmm. think that was their, that was their purpose: make him look. Like something yeah. special, and he looked more special tonight than, you know, they, they've been doing this build uh, with him and Nia Jax. It, I think it's been working better for him, and and mm-hmm. really came through tonight. So you know, it's, I feel too bad for Sammy, but it, it right. did the job. Right. You know, if it leads to to Sammy getting a victory uh, at like Roadblock over Braun, I think it'll be good. But oh, Matt, I don't, I don't see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to do that. No. I, I, I need to be invested, Matt. If I think it's a foregone conclusion that the guy I like is going to lose, it's just it, like that, that's, that's just heartbreaking, especially when Sami Zayn, who's you know, easily in my top five favorite wrestlers. They're building Braun for something bigger than just to lose to Sami Zayn. Yeah. Who do you think Braun loses to eventually? It's usually Cena. It's usually Cena that we get built up to, you know, to losing some type of match at some point or another. The big guy, I mean. Um, but this spot, I don't know nowadays with how they got guys at the top, you know? 
Especially because he's on Raw, not SmackDown. So, like, which yeah. Raw guy? I mean, it, it, it could be Roman, I guess. Um, they don't really have that guy anymore. They don't have that Cena. You know, they're looking for you know these guys have an opportunity to be that, but they got to put in the they got to put more time in at the top. Yeah, because you got Taker, but he's on SmackDown. Goldberg, but I don't Goldberg versus Braun just doesn't. It's not a WrestleMania they match. Let, they can never let that match happen. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so really. Who do you got? I mean, yeah. Uh, intercontinental level type is usually the way it works, you know, as the next step for him. But uh, I don't know. Well, Rusev, now that we've determined, is only six feet tall. I think, you know, that, that could be an interesting matchup uh, if we had mm. someone on like a Rusev level against Braun, because he would certainly look like the underdog compared to him. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, he's stocky. And I think that gives him, mm -hmm. gives him an advantage. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. I, I want to be surprised with it. You know, it's the same thing. I mean, hey, let's not forget that last night Goldberg pushing 50 came out and broke Brock Lesnar's streak. So we, you know, we can always be surprised by programming um, and the way things go. So uh, one note, you know, I had from this was that we had again a vignette about Emma's return as Emmalina. Raj, do you have any insight on when in the heck she is finally coming back? I mean, she's been, you know, showing up at live events and stuff. So she's pretty much ready. And my guess would be the night after Roadblock, you know. Uh, they kind of got their programs into place into that. So uh, that's that's my guess. Uh, Who cares? <laughs> I thought Emma was good. I thought I really liked what Emma was doing before she got injured. I thought that was a good gimmick. And her and Dana together, I think, still were better than Charlotte and Dana are. Um, but with the new gimmick, I'm not as impressed with that. Mm. Um, okay, so the women's segment that they had with uh, Charlotte and Sasha uh, – Matt, what'd you think of the match and, and this angle they're going in now of, of kicking it right back to Charlotte and Sasha? Yeah, so I, I was surprised. Um, I, I thought it was it was set up perfectly more Bailey, you know, yeah. more for Bailey. Um, but uh, I, I'm all for that. I'm all for, you know, Banks and uh, Charlotte, you know. I'm all for that. I know it's been played out, but I don't care. The in-ring work is fun to watch. I enjoy watching it. I enjoy watching that akin to – my two favorite guys I got to work later tonight and I was stoked to watch in the main event, you know, Owens and uh, Rollins. Um, I could watch these people go at it all day. Yeah. Um, who do you think wins next week? Cause on the one hand you had Sasha win tonight, but on the other hand, Charlotte's defending in her hometown. You know how Vince <laughs> is with people defending the title in their hometown. So uh, it's tricky now with, 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 with Charlotte, because every time we think that she ain't supposed to win, she wins. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't expect her, you know, to, I don't know. Um, It's too tough to, to try to predict this. It's a worked environment, you know, but um, I don't think she loses in her hometown, though. I don't. Yeah, I think they've already started, set the wheels in motion for Bailey and Charlotte. So I think this is yeah. just something for them to do in the meantime. Charlotte gets the win and and it probably attacks her afterwards. Bailey makes a save and they keep that going. There you go. Yeah, and I think Nia could easily do it, you know, Oh. Naya and uh, I think Naya and Sasha is where they're Sasha. going next. Yeah, I think yeah, Naya should never speak again. Never let <laughs> her talk again. Yeah, that that her music and her promos. Uh, she doesn't need to talk. What are they doing? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I same thing with Braun. I think Braun's better when they when they don't have him speak. I think it's just the mystery, right, of someone that's silent and threatening. Is, uh, is far better than having their look does more talking than mm -hmm. any verbiage could ever do for them. Yeah, no, I agree. 
I agree. Um, but man, Dana. So is Dana just- And one thing, I don't think yeah. you should be double suplexing Nia Jax already, you know? <laughs> like he, up until just a week ago, she was this unbeatable monster and, and you're double suplexing her. Well, they did it last night or they tried yeah. to. No, they should reverse that on them. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. got a huge pop. I'm going, what the freak? I've done that a million times on Beer Money. Ain't nobody cheer for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, there's something when you see it uh, right the first time with uh, someone in that that environment. I think it was just unexpected more than anything else. Um, so we do have a new number one contender for the uh, cruiserweight belt tonight. Rich Swan beating out Noam Dar and TJ Perkins. I like him a lot. I like Rich Swan. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. It sets up a title match for the first episode of 205 Live. Um, you know, I don't have high. I, I think the show could be good, except for the timing of it. Doing it after the SmackDown taping, I think, is such a bad idea. Uh, but you know, the, it's a smart move to to set it up with the title match on the first show. Yeah, and uh, you know, what I did. I didn't notice till tonight. Has Rich Swan always had the wings on his on his uh, shorts? I, they really stood out tonight. I thought so too. I was like, I, I could, I can remember if he. I I remember seeing him before, like on his boots and stuff. But uh, yeah. I thought that was different, uh, but definitely cool. So, you know, I want to take a sec because it came today and I'm so excited uh, to talk about our other sponsor for this episode. And that is WWE Slam Crate powered by Loot Crate. Now, if you don't know about Loot Crate, it's awesome. It's this mystery box that you get with stuff that you're going to love. And Slam Crate powered by Loot Crate is a bi-monthly box all for fans of the WWE universe loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles plus apparel you can't get anywhere else and what's cool about it is that each create crate creates uh, each crate contains over $60 in value and they're less than 30 bucks each so what's cool is that this first one had a limited edition Enzo and Cash shirt that came in it it also had New Day figurine also, and this is my favorite thing, uh, your own Mitch the Plant. Remember Dean Ambrose's uh, short-lived sidekick, Mitch? You can grow your own in this plant that came here. In addition to limited edition Sasha Banks sunglasses, NXT patch, uh, Dean Ambrose belt buckle, and a Shinsuke Nakamura poster came in this. Now, this was the first one, but if you sign up now, you're going to be able to get the next Slam Crate that comes out. It's going to be shipping in mid-December. So what we want you to do is go to lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc, and you're going to be able to save $3 off your first box by entering the coupon code wrestling inc at checkout. Again, that's lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc. And we want to thank WWE Slam Crate powered by Loot Crate for sponsoring the show. Um, I'm really stoked about this. I, I thought this was so cool today and I love the Mitch, the plant thing. It just shows to me that the, the people that are putting this together are true WWE fans that they're doing these quirky little runoff stuff. You would never see for sale in the WWE shop that you're only going to be able to get through slam crate. I'm really stoked to uh, not only have them as a sponsor, but to be a subscriber because getting one of these crates is like a great present to myself. It's fantastic. Um, so let's talk about the main event. I know Matt dropped out and I'm sure he'll be back. Cause this yeah, he, he's coming back. His favorite wrestlers tonight, the two guys that he said he could just watch forever, uh, Owens and Rollins. And what I thought was interesting about this is the second they give a stipulation that certain people are banned from ringside or banned from uh, being there, you just know somehow they're going to factor into the match, in this case, Chris Jericho. Um, but what did you think of the match, Roger? I want to get your thoughts first. And uh, did you notice also that it seemed really odd the – commercials that they had yes. early on in the match that stood out like a sore thumb they cut to commercial what like three times during this match 
Yeah. Um, I th- I thought that hurt the flow, but the match itself was great. Um, I thought I, you know, the, the finish was frustrating. I'm sure there's a, a storyline for that. You know, some people were asking if that if they're going to fire Jericho, you know, a, st- a storyline for his next hiatus, but he is booked for TV, you know, for a while. So, uh, so I doubt that's it. I, I, maybe they'll do something like they did at takeover where Jericho's, uh, suspended in the cage, you know, at, at, <laughs> at roadblock. But, you know, the, the ending was frustrating. They've done that every time uh, with Jericho interfering. I'm, I'm sure that's part, there's a reason for that. And, and they're going to announce some sort of stip for roadblock uh, next week. But uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a great match. And it, just Rollins is, you know, I still think he's missing something as a top baby face. Um, but the, the match was good. So I want to ask you this, Raj, because I'm sure you will know this. Um, I understand when you're involving tables, ladders, and chairs in a match. Now, tonight we had the chair and we had the table. We did not have a ladder. But what was the first instance of a table being involved in a wrestling match? And the reason I ask this is I understand why there are folding chairs around a wrestling ring, right? Because people are sitting, so it makes sense to involve them. You understand why there would be a ladder around there. But I'm just curious, was there an original justification for why there was a table? The first time it was used in a match? First of all, why would a ladder be around? Because you need to hang like a light or something. You're doing rigging above, you know, there's Jumbotron. I don't know. I could see a ladder no, being around. It is literally for that, just somebody to crash through. You know, I'm, if there's a story behind it, I'm sure someone will correct us on Twitter. The most and ridiculous will... is when you got a kendo stick under the ring. Like, there is absolutely you know, no reason for a kendo stick. But a sledgehammer makes sense. You know, it's like you're, you're driving oh. stuff in, you know. Used to drive me nuts. He'd roll out of the ring, and voila, there the sledgehammer would be waiting for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt, what did you think of uh, Rollins versus Jer- I mean, uh, R- R- Rollins versus uh, Owens? Off the friggin' chain, off the charts, out of this world, out of this galaxy, pay-per-view main event worthy. Holy crap! That match was awesome, and they've worked so many times. Yet every time they impress me. Um, it's not just the moves anymore. Like, like th- if you heard the beginning of the match, right? They're they're in Bizarro World. They're in Toronto. Okay, they always boo the baby face, but Seth hasn't been getting a good baby face reaction for the most part since he's come back. Anyway, it's not just because they're in Toronto that he got booed in the beginning. But he's guns. He's a great example of being able to make people feel what he does in that ring. Because once that bell sounds, he gets those people behind him. And tonight, he definitely did. Um, Kevin Owens is hilarious in everything he does. Go back, every the fans watching this at home, if you guys have DVR'd it, or nothing, yeah, DVR'd it, go back and watch when they're fighting around the outside of the way outside. It's right after uh, Rollins hit the, the the planche off the top of the whatever the hell it was, the mezzanine. Watch as he's trying to chase after Owens, and Owens is just like like pantomiming. He's, he's running away from him. Just watch his body language. Watch his facials. Watch what he's saying. There's so many nuggets in there that are hilarious that only he does. Um, but this was a main event pay-per-view worthy match. They, they, oh my God, it was good. What did you think of the finish? <sighs> As usual, annoyed. Um, I really thought the table spot was the finish. I, I, I actually, they got me for a second there. Yeah. Um, they did. Well, they got to do something with Jericho this time. What do you think? Uh, where do you think they go with that? I and thought. I, you, go ahead. 
Uh, and I was saying, like, you know, some people were asking if they're going to suspend him storyline, but yeah. uh, he's booked for TVs going forward still. So well, they've got to do something storyline with storyline with him because he was at ringside and the announcers were trying to cover his ass for a second. And then he did. He, he was ringside. Yeah, I was saying they could do like with Paul Ellering at TakeOver where they have him in the, the cage suspended <laughs> over the ring. <laughs> it would be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, because Jericho, I mean, Ellering was quiet. Jericho would just be complaining the entire time. Yeah, awesome. putting putting people on the list. Yeah. Right. The <laughs> Speaking of which, tonight I loved uh, yeah. uh, that uh, backstage bit with Owens um, with uh, Charlie, the announcer. Me too. And because uh, did you guys notice this? Uh, it was the Takeover pre-show. She's if you're not looking at her, she sounds just like Renee Young. So <clears> it was fantastic <throat> that he called out that she wasn't. Her Renee. voice sounds like her. She her delivery yeah. is nothing like her. she. Had, yeah. Renee Young is miles ahead of her. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, the voice. So I love that callback there. Now, I thought uh, if anything about the ending, it was just that if for such an epic match, just the ending seemed a little rushed. Um, you know, once they got back in the ring, you could tell they were up against time. I, you know, I could I could have seen that match going on easily in another fifteen minutes and being great. What really irked me the most is yeah. the table spot was was during commercial break. That tells me, obviously, there was something in the show that ran heavy. They would never, in a midst of WWE, this is a juggernaut. They would never, ever do. I, I encourage somebody to go prove me wrong. They would never put a table spot there in commercial break and <laughs> let it happen. The, the guys would be good enough to get around whatever, you know, a double down, a double clothesline off the rope, something to double down while they're in commercial break, come back and then go to the table spot and take things out of the order that they had them in and then replace them with something else. That's what pros really do. And I'm surprised that didn't happen tonight because that's a, that was a big spot, as was Kevin Owens' running cannonball to him in the outside. That was during commercial break. You, you know what I'm saying? There was a lot of things that, trans, that, that went on in that match that was during commercial, and there's no excuse for that. And, and they cut to commercial, we were saying, like three times during that match. Three times. It was yeah. insane. Three times. And- the first two were during the, the very early stages of it, which I thought also kept it from getting going uh, to, you know, as quickly as uh, it go, did once they stopped cutting. To go through a table on the outside, guys. I was telling you how the table spot's not that bad when you're in the ring. On the outside, it's not a fun time. Hmm. Yeah. Those pads don't protect you. Right. So let me ask you, Matt, about this, because you have a much uh, greater level of insight into this than any of us certainly ever would. So when you're doing a match and you go outside the ring and you go that far outside the ring, what sort of production notes are there how does that work from a behind the scenes point of view like that trash can that rollins hit him with i mean was there care ahead of time to say like okay you're going to use this specific trash can and we're Mm going to have it prepped Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah and uh that's what that was interesting even when taking the fall uh the way they do after rollins did that jump spot i mean there was no additional padding there it looked like no uh, yeah. No, there was not. It was right where the wire. He actually landed where the wires run. There's like this. There's this gimmick, this yellow and black gimmick that it's like hard plastic. Actually, it, it rises up a little bit, goes over the wires, and then yeah, goes the down. Whatever the hell that gimmick's called. He landed like right next to that. Like that was right. That's concrete. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. And now, I mean, another thing just had me thinking about this because I'm, I'm sort of you know weirdly OCD about it. It's like a mat, a wrestling mat is is. It's, you know, they roll them out sometimes in between a match to have a fresh one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the padding outside there, but how is it taking those falls and interacting with like an arena floor? I mean, or are you just so caught oh, up in the moment? It's a thud. It is a yeah. thud of thuds. It, you go right through that. That doesn't do anything, especially yeah. from where he was coming. But a general bump, if I was just take a snap back bump, just standing on my feet and snap back bump, throw my back at the ground as hard as I could, that knocks the wind out of you. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Uh, but I thought that was great. And I love that they made the full circle there. Uh, I think that's the furthest we've seen out of ring action in a while. I think that's the furthest out they've made it, um, at least in recent memory. Great I just want to see one time, I want to see him make it to the concession stand and just throw somebody into like a popcorn machine or something. Yeah, they've, they've gone towards the concessions before. Yeah, I've seen him go out into there, but yeah, but never uh, fully involving that. There's just that so much more. That has golden truth written all over it. Yes, totally. <laughs> Well, yeah, our uh, truth will grab the p- packet of red vines and then start eating them. You know, while Goldberg, uh, our gold dust is uh, yeah. uh, getting his butt kicked totally. Uh, but all in all, I have to say, uh, you know, for me, I know we we rag on Raw a lot for seeing seeming like kind of a, a weaker or middling show tonight. But Matt, what did you think of the show overall? I liked it. I, I thought tonight was definitely not middle of the road. It was above it. Um, I always give it a, I wimp out and always give it like a six or a seven. Um, I'm gonna give it a good eight, kind of high. <laughs> Shade under eight, but over seven and a half, seven and three quarters. That that's kind of the range. Because of the main, Raj, because of the main event, though. Let me be very clear about that. <clears throat> because of Kevin Owens's awesomeness, and that main event match is a big part of it for me. Yeah, I didn't think there was anything that was necessarily that bad on this show that right. I mean, that that went for a long period of time. So I, I thought it was a solid show. One of the, actually one of the best ones in a while. So yeah, yeah. yeah solid thumbs up. But yeah, I think I I'd definitely go with an eight, eight and eight, eight and a half even for the current era. <clears throat> yeah, compared to some weeks when it's just like, oh, please let it be over already. I thought yeah. it was definitely improvement. Yeah, so, so all you haters out there that think all we do is hate and, sh- and crap on the show, <laughs> look at that. Yeah. Solid reviews all around. And and real quick, since we got some extra time, guys, remember to use hashtag WINK podcast and we'll get some questions in as well. Um, so, you know, uh, one thing that I, th- I want to point out, because people do talk a lot and think we're negative about it. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's like I watch these shows because I want to love each episode. I want to love each pay-per-view. You know, I don't think any of us are that impressed with our own comedy or observations that we go into this saying like, oh, man, I hope this is terrible so I can rip it a new one. It's like we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't want to enjoy it. No, I, I'm back. I think most fans have been have been have, have been impressed by this. I'm not trying to like brag about myself, but the fact yeah. that I'm I'm not that far removed from it, and I'm able to t- tune in and watch this as a mark as a fan because I was a little boy watching. It's just like everybody else. I'm able to morph back into that, and I love watching it now from that perspective. Whether I've worked against these guys or not, I'm watching this from a fan's perspective as much as possible, like the rest of you guys, because I want to be entertained more than anything. All right, a couple of questions here. Someone's asking, who does Roman Reigns lose the U.S. title to? God, he can't lose that fast enough, in my opinion. Um, I forget that he oh, has it sometimes. It you know been... something? Braun Strowman. Hmm. Braun Strowman needs a little bit more. He needs another two steps. Another two steps. And, I, I mean, I guess I'm wishing here. This is wishful thinking. I mean, does WWE, they, they still they love Roman that much? You know, they, they're still that Hey, I mean, he gets I, another I wellness think, violation, and I think Braun Strowman could be our U.S. champion. Well, I do think they they're moving Roman towards the world title, you know, the universal title at some point soon, because uh, right. that's the you know that's the house show going forward. So you would, I, I mean, do they have U.S. champion against the uh, universal champion, or do they take the title off of him before that? And they could always put it on like Jericho or someone, you know. Uh, hmm. since he's kind of in that mix right now, it's, you know, it's Rollins and Reigns against Jericho and Owens. So, it, um, it's it, a waste. It, yeah, it's a waste to, to, to do champion versus champion crap. You know, us versus heavyweight. Somebody could be using that. Braun Strowman could use that. Yeah. Um, you know, 
Yeah, especially with the roster so thin, I think you don't want to have both titles, you know, in the in the main event. You know, my thought was that if Goldberg is going to get a title run, I mean, I don't know. I mean, who didn't specify which title? It could be the uh, last title. No, he's I too. Mean, he's too. He, he's only going to be wrestling a handful of matches, and you don't want it to be a U.S. title run. You know, there's not going to be any title run. Let's be. Come on, are you high? He may have said that. I don't care what he said. He's coming back, and he's setting up his match for his lesson. That's what all of this is. Yeah. You don't see them making a, a, a left turn and going with, like, Undertaker or something? Like, that could be. That definitely could be something. I, that'd be interesting. I don't know. But here's that. the thing. I mean, what Goldberg did last night, I know we talked oh, about that yeah. being a throwback to what his his dominant streak in the late 90s. He could, he could do that. He could come back yes. if he wants to work. He could come back and do that every other week. You and know? then, as the saying goes, the bell rings. And that bell yeah. ring meaning Undertaker or longer match with Brock or whatnot. That match has to take place if that's what they're going to keep doing, these short, quick matches. The yeah. payoff is going to be him losing. and It's not going to be in record time when he loses. It's going to have to be a full-out match. I don't see him at his age working that many matches, enough to no. even be doing these short matches you know, here and there. I think his next one's going to be Rumble. The one after that's probably Mania. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what it's going to be. Yeah, it would definitely make them count. And it's going to um, be Brock so, Lesnar. So, so what, what's, what's next for – so you think this is what's next for Lesnar, or you think they're going to put him in something in the interim? I think it's what's next. I think no. we're, we're pretty much close to WrestleMania season. You know, uh, Royal Rumble kind of kicks it off, and that's where you start these feuds. So we're only, you know, a month and a half yeah. away from that, so or, or two months. So Now, um, is Rumble a shared – is Rumble a crossover pay-per-view? Yeah. So what are the crossover ones? So we know WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, and is Money in the Bank going to no, be crossover? Just, just those four. Just those four. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That works. And then now with those four, uh, starting with WrestleMania going forward, they're going to do TakeOver the week, those weekends on Saturday, then Raw and SmackDown. Usually SmackDown is in another city, but now they're going to be doing all four events in the same city. So uh, awesome because I mean I know uh, at WrestleMania we didn't do it but a lot of people were go- went from Dallas to Houston for SmackDown and it's great I mean they're already there staying an extra day is nothing it makes sense to to make it even more of an event that way yeah I I mean for me by Tuesday I'm just worn out I need to you know <laughs> I need to go home but you know it's 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 great from uh, it's it's great for hardcore fans. Uh, let's see, uh, guys. Remember hashtag W Inc podcast. Let's get a couple more here. When do you see Hulk Hogan returning at the Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. No, I think in in time for Mania. Yeah, maybe you know something like, like February, that. like after the February pay per view, uh, before uh, before Mania, announces. Yeah, you don't think it's been long enough yet. I think oh, I think I think people are I think people are fine with it now. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, okay. So let me ask you. So your prediction is that because I was gonna say, what do you predict? Who makes an appearance first on WWE programming? Who reappears first? Donald Trump or Hulk Hogan? Because um, I think both would have a similar uh, reaction for entirely different reasons. You know, and like they've steered clear of acknowledging mm-hmm. the Trump is now our president elect. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're sensitive to that stuff. They're publicly traded company. Hogan can do no wrong in the he WWE universe. It doesn't he, matter. They took. They, they can't watch rock and wrestling anymore. I mean, they took that down. They stopped from everything. How about this, Glenn? Yeah. When he comes out there and he blows the roof off that mother effer. You're gonna owe me money. Bet me five bucks right now. 
no one's going to give a crap. They don't give a crap right now. I'm not saying what he said is right. I'm just yeah. telling you how it is. I think he's going to have to come out in, you know, like a tag stable with the reform nation of domination or something just to kind of really put that all that stuff's in the past. No. And he's really I, cool I think, with I think it's, I think it's all forgotten. I think it's, yeah, I don't know. It, you'll see he, when he comes back, he's going to get a huge pop. It's going to be, it's going to be like nothing. happened. There's been way worse. There's been way worse. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I, but the, the links that they took to distance themselves from him, and so, I mean, that, that is unprecedented, right? This isn't, I mean, even, I mean, with Chris Benoit, like they don't mention him anything new, but with Hogan, I mean, they like erased him from the network for it's, here's, here's the difference. He's the very thread that, 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 that was able to put together. Well, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. He's the very foundation of that company. As far as stars yeah. go, he's the very first, the biggest, whatever you want to call it. So anything will you omit him? It looks like a huge deal because he's all over everything, mm -hmm. everything market wise, everything cartoon wise, everything 80s wise, everything today wise. He's all over everything. So anytime you take him because of something he did wrong and take it out, it's of course, it's huge. Um, but it's not like, say, let's take this out. Now we're going to take this away. Now we're going to take this away. It yeah. was just we're taking Hulk out of our stuff for now because of what he said. He shouldn't have said it. Whatever have you. We can't have anything to do with it. Enough time's gone by. And I'm telling you right now, no one's going to give a crap, and they're going to be ecstatic when he comes back. All right, here's a here's one more. Uh, what do you see Undertaker doing at WrestleMania? Who knows? Who knows? So I, I mentioned this. I mentioned this last week. I think he's going to face AJ because he said he's not back just for WrestleMania. So I think he's facing AJ Ooh. at the Royal Rumble. He That'd wins the title, and then John Cena challenges him for a sixteenth sixteenth uh, title reign. And uh, against Taker at Mania, they wanted to do that match last year. I think they do it this year. I think it'd be huge, uh, and I think that's the, probably the biggest match they could do for Taker outside they, of maybe Goldberg from a marquee standpoint. Do they have to have the title in that though for that to happen? I hate to see AJ's doing a good job. I don't know. Uh... Yeah, I could, I could see them doing that because they need a you know they need to load up that Royal Rumble show at the Alamo Dome. You know, you got sixty five. You know, 60, 65,000 people they're going to try to fit. So, isn't John Cena versus Undertaker big enough? Uh, without the title, you, you definitely could. Um, but I think it makes it bigger with the title with because the, the storyline of him going for his 16th world title, I think it makes it that much bigger. I mean, you could always go John Cena and AJ because AJ has all those victories over him, but I, I could see them going with Taker and then AJ after Mania, you know, since uh. That, that storyline's already built in. Hmm. Cool, man. Anything else? Uh, I, I think we can. Uh, I mean, we could take one more. Or yeah, someone's asking what's what will Brock be doing at the Rumble? I don't think anything. I think he's uh, he's going to probably interfere and beat the hell out of Goldberg. Yep. Backstage, something or another. Yeah, he jumps him backstage. I don't know. Something will happen. Yeah. So you think they've they've paused any plans they had for uh, Brock versus Shane? I hope so. God, I pray so. <laughs> After last night, I mean, it's just Shane hasn't hasn't he and his family been put through enough with this uh, return? It's like, yeah. do they have to keep it going? Right. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it's weird too. <clears throat> I mean, I know you know. I mean, yeah, he doesn't need to be doing this. That's what makes it all the more impressive that he does. Because I mean, yeah. yeah, I think as soon as Goldberg signed with them, the, all the Shane stuff's out the window, and and. For good, good, good measure, you know, because <laughs> Goldberg and I mean uh, Lesnar and Shane was not a dream match. 
Yeah. Although I think Shane is is put on some respectable performances. Yeah. Uh, of for, course. For a normal average human being, he's he's very impressive. I mean, he's you know, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and so, what was the final story last time that Raj? I saw in Wrestling Inc. today an article about that. So. They uh, so Shane was just in a lot of pain, but he did walk himself out of the the arena last night. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, we'll have to see. I don't know if he got a concussion or not. It didn't sound like he went to the hospital, so I think he was fine. He was just sh- shaken up, and uh, we'll see. He'll probably be at SmackDown tomorrow. Cool, man. So uh, yeah, so we'll be back later this week to talk about SmackDown Live. Should be happening Wednesday at his usual time, but there's a slim chance because of the holiday, Raj and I might have to push to Friday. Of course, uh, stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for all the latest details on programming with that. Matt, you want to plug anything before we wrap up here? No, I'm sure everybody knows where to find me on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. And uh, Raj, people stay tuned to the site. And I uh, want to remind everyone, <clears throat> ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc to save 25% off and slam crate uh, at lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc. Use the code wrestling inc to save